Give me one second, guys. I'm battling something in the background here. There we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Coaster Wars. I'm Chris. Uh, I'm back uh, this week. We're doing an earlier show than we normally do. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I had a screen overlay on there. It's kind of messing everything up. Am I kind of fading in and out? Yeah, you're doing pretty good. You had a very small crackling, but I've seen this. Okay. Let me turn on the light in here. Uh, yeah, we're doing Battle of the CCIs in Indiana. So, Hoosier Hurricane, Cornball Express, Lost Coaster, Superstition Mountain. Then down in Holiday World, we have Raven and the Legend. So it's going to be a good discussion today. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Sorry, I kind of overlaid everything. So I had music playing in the background overlaying with the stuff you guys were probably listening to, which was totally messing me up because I, I thought I had double sound coming out of it. It probably sounded fine on your guys' side. So, uh, let's see here. Give me one second here. I'm going to turn on the light in here because I think I'm running in a screen. All right. Yeah, but we're talking about the uh, three coast or five coasters. So we have three over at Indiana Beach, and then we have the two. Now, Raven was built in 1995. Let's doing it again. Uh, uh, let me make sure my settings are set so that's set the best performance. Okay, it's set to that. Why is it doing this? Okay, so yeah, we have uh, the Raven that was built in 1995. I think it's more of a Spectrum issue. I don't know why Spectrum has issues with streaming, but uh, 1985 Raven was built. And then before that, in 1994, was Hoosier Hurricane. So it's like kind of like the Kosh family and the Spackman family were basically paying attention to each other. So you had uh, Tom Spackman, who Built the first wooden coaster in Indiana in 50 years. And then it's like, uh, what was his name again? Uh, Bill Cook. The, the, or the coach. Is it coach or Kosh? Cook. I've heard both. Cook. What is it? Cook. Oh, it's Cook. Yeah. It's, it doesn't yeah. look like Dimmon. that, though. That's what's weird. Well, it's a uh, Dimmon name, I believe. Oh, okay. So if I if I mispronunciate that name, I apologize. Um, let's go with this quick uh, banner here, and then we'll go ahead and go into this. So, yeah, uh, 1994 Hoosier Hurricane was built at Indiana Beach. It was the first coaster in 50 years, and then the Raven was built the year after by the Coke family. Is that correct? Now the Coke, Coke. family. Coke, there you go. Okay. Okay, and uh, obviously both of them were kind of built by a new manufacturer by the name of CCI that formed, I think it was remnants of the DIN Corporation. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. 
And they took chances and they built affordable uh, coasters for compact, or not compact parks, but smaller amusement parks, parks that usually couldn't afford it. So, you know, the Hoosier Hurricane, then the Raven in 1995, which was met with more fandom than Hoosier Hurricane was. And then in 2000, we had the Legend, 2001 Cornball Express, 2002 Lost Coaster of Superstition Mountain. So it was kind of like, it was weird. It's like a six year or what, like a yeah, six year break for Indiana Beach or more than that. Five year break for uh, ho- Holiday World. And then it was just like, bam, 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 bam. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we all know that, lo- uh, we all know that Lost Coaster was actually the last coaster built by CCI before they disbanded. I think they went bankrupt. I'm not 100% certain on it. There was a lot of. I'm kind of breaking up again. I mean, it's just a second. Uh, okay. I apologize. These live streams are weird because let's say a bunch of people are accessing something that all of a sudden, I, I don't know. I don't know the right time to do this because live streams take up a lot of bandwidth, especially if the upload rates kind of, but anyways, uh, so lost coaster was the last one. Uh, the, I, I'm going to look up what the first one is, but right now we're just talking about, the Indiana CCI. So we're going to go to kind of like the different type of trains, the layouts. Uh, obviously holiday world has promoted their roller coasters better with Hollywood nights. I think, what was it called before Hollywood nights? It was called, uh, Stark Raven Mad. Yeah. Stark Raven Mad. And then an incident happened there. they closed it down for a year and then reopened it as Hollywood nights. But yeah, if you look at it, so Indiana Beach is really landlocked. So uh, we're going to talk about a variety of different things. Holiday World obviously has a land. But what Holiday World did not have until Raven was built was a good coaster. So basically people went there for the holiday aspect of it, but there was nothing to actually keep them there. This started kind of a revolution of them not only not only bringing more people in, but kind of transforming the park into what we know it as today. So the last 30 years for the park, or the last 20 years, I should say, 25 years. Yeah, the last 25 years are probably the years that have built it up the most. And actually the same for Indiana Beach. After they built Hoosier Hurricane, it was building nonstop. You had Hoosier Hurricane, and then you had Den of the Lost Thieves that opened up, and you had a bunch of variety of different rides. You had Frankenstein's Castle being remade. You had uh, just a variety of different things happening to both parks. So it's like CCI, as much crap as everybody talks about them, they built some of the best wooden roller coasters that have stood the test of time. Now, uh, I don't know if you're able to look up in year end what the first CCI was, but I believe the first CCI was built over in Europe. I could be wrong on that, but I believe it was. Uh, let's look at the comments here before we start. Raven is better than Hoosier Hurricane, Sky Princess, first ever CCI built, Dutch Wonderland 1992. Do you want to join in, Jacob, through audio? <laughs> you must be busy. Uh, so, yeah, so we have that. So, like, we think CCI is mainly the reason why both of these parks got to be known to what they are today. So, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the variety of different coasters. So, Zach, well, what do you have to say about that as the intro before we start into the kind of the what we consider some of the best of the best of the both? Yeah, so 
I'd say Indiana, I think, probably has the most CCIs of any state with five. And they're all really, really good. But that's what you're looking at. That's okay, but... I mean, between Cornball Express, Lost Coaster, Raven, Legend, what more could you want out of Wooden Coaster? It's tons of laterals if, if all of them. And then, not to mention, you some crazy airtime on Cornball Express. Yeah, most recently, I actually noticed that there's airtime in the front seat and the very back. So, yeah, that was kind cool. of a new thing. Yes, phone ball express on the front row is the best airtime, and then back row is best for being looked around. So we're gonna start off with the trains. Obviously, I think all of them use PTC trains, so it's kind of kind of be. Uh, obviously, Holiday World switched over to the single push down, while Indiana Beach decided to keep theirs with buzz bars, and then you have the odd restraint system over at Lost Coaster uh, and, and the odd trains over there. I, Me personally, uh, I would have to give the tr the best trains over to Lost Coaster because they're the most unique, uh, the most uniquely designed, the most weird trains. And I actually enjoy sitting in those the most out of all five of them just because they're comfortable and you get plenty of room to move around. Definitely the uh, hard part of um, getting in and out is pretty bad, but other than that, the it's like riding a moving couch. <laughs> moving couch, yeah. <laughs> but I prefer the buzz bars definitely over the pushdown restraint. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so the most uncomfortable trains to me would have to be Raven. Just because I feel like it's the tightest fit out of all five of them. Yeah, they feel all put similar to me, but definitely the... Easiest to get in and out of all the ones over on Who's the Hurricane and Cornball Express. Yeah, definitely. And Legend's not too bad. Uh, but the laterals, obviously, on. Sorry. I'm breaking out again. Let me let it catch it up. <laughs> the laterals on uh, Raven and Legend are extreme. I wouldn't consider those huge airtime machines. But the laterals definitely hit you pretty hard on those two coasters uh, because of the trains. Uh, I call. I think the Raven to me is very uncomfortable just because when you hit that turnaround after the couple drops leading and the turnaround over by the lake, uh, you if, depending on which side of the the seat you're sitting in on the left or right, your thighs just smack right into that. I don't know if you have the same issue, but about it. you say what? Yeah, on Raven, uh, the turnaround really gets you sweating that seat divider. Yeah. And I feel like it's a lot small, <laughs> smaller. So, ETC tanks. Yeah, I guess. Uh, layout. So, this is a hard one. So, we might need to bring up some stats on this, but uh, I think the best. I think the layouts of all five of them are, you know, unique. The Raven uh, kind of uses the woods and the terrain to its advantage. The woods and the terrain to its advantage, just in case that broke out. The Hoosier Hurricane uses the lake to its advantage with the drops along the lakefront. The Legend uses the tunnels as an advantage. And... The drops are pretty cool. And then you have the flybys by the uh, water park 
what else? Uh, cornball utilizes kind of the the cornball has to have be one of the most difficult layouts next to Lost Coaster because of space station. So I think the most unique layout would probably be Lost Coaster. I think the best layout, even though the coaster kind of varies from Hollywood Nights to daytime, uh, would probably be the Legend. Yes. Legend of the Layout is phenomenal with, with, with the Helix, the double down they added back in 2016. And not to mention, Legend has some decent airtime in places. Like that first drop in the back row is crazy. Yeah, and I imagine as Holiday World redoes re- more of the track, it'll be better too. And then yeah. uh, Hoosier Hurricane, I could definitely say that. Who- Okay. And I can definitely say that Hoosier Hurricane <laughs> uh, back in uh, when I wrote it in the 90s was a lot uh, more intense. A little bit better airtime, but it was more floater airtime, and then you had the laterals. And Cornball, definitely. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to run again when it's fully retracked on both of them. And then we, we, all, we all know that Lost Coaster was retracted a few years back. And that kind of helped it out a little bit. Uh, Legend wins the layout. Bringing a Jacob on our team. He's not able to be with us right now on this show. Uh, but I think the best layout's Lost Coaster. Just because they had to work with the weirdest type of thing ever given. And CCI could have turned around and said, hey, look, we're not going to touch it at all. You're going to have to go with somebody else. But instead of doing that, they came out with the model. And I have it. If you guys get a chance to go to our search bar and you're going to go to, you just type up the history of Lost Coaster Superstition Mountain and it'll bring the whole video up that I was able to do. Thanks in part to Dave Wynn, uh, who used to work at the park for the photos, but there's a model on there. Basically, CCI looked at it, did a walk around and said, this is what we could do for you. And it was like that. And it has tighter turns than even mouse coasters do. That's why they had especially designed a certain car for it. They couldn't give it a regular train car. So, yes, <laughs> but uh, it used to be Superstition Mountain, which is an old electric rail ride. So to turn that into a roller coaster, we're not talking about Magstrom over at Disneyland, you know, where it had a little more space and it was a ground-up uh, coaster. We're talking about something that used to be a slow drive-through attraction that broke down a lot, and instead of Indiana Beach tearing that attraction down, was like, "Hey, can you build this into a roller coaster?" And that's what we had there. Holiday World has plenty of space, so the layouts are great. But the best use of layout to me is Lost Coaster, and probably Legend, Cornball, Raven, and then Who's Your Hurricane? Yes, I agree with that. The Lost Coaster it is freaking crazy what they. Put in the, if you ride any car ride any on beats, you can really see how tight the turns are. They're freaking tight. That pin rate is Yeah, they are. Tiny. I just wish, I wish it would go back to when it first opened, though, and I wish they would uh, take out that solid trim before the, the fire in the hole effect and just let it kind of just kind of wheeze through it kind of slowly and then drop. But I'm not yeah. sure why they did it. I don't know if it was tearing on the track, but I remember the you used to not crawl through that bottom section. It used to go through it pretty fast until the end. So 
I don't know. You know, um, parks kind of change everything, but yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, because that final uh, effect is only really good if you can see it. True, you can't see it if you're facing backwards. You could just hear the sound of it. Yeah, you got to turn around a bit kind of yeah. You have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we have the designs. We kind of recently already talked about this, but uh, the design of all five of them. So you have the Hoosier Hurricane, which basically was designed to be built on water, made use of the islands and the peninsula. Then you have the Raven that was basically designed to go through the woods and give kind of a night effect, a better night coaster. Uh, then you have Legend, which I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what the, the purpose of that design was. I'm guessing to give uh, extreme laterals and the feeling of basically an out of control ride. Yeah, I'll get that. And then you have Cornball, which was designed. I don't even know what the purpose of the design was. I know they ran out of space and had to use the structure of the Hoosier Hurricane, but that one was basically designed to be an airtime slash lateral machine. Uh, but obviously, if it had like 800 more feet of track, it would probably be a top rank wooden coaster for a lot of people. But because of the uh, lack of length, I think that kind of cuts down the experience. Because at the end of the ride, you get those two extreme ejector airtime hills, and then you hit the brakes. If you could get that the whole ride, you're looking at a substantial top 10 wooden roller coaster there. And then you had Lost yeah. Coaster, which the design... Obviously, I'm going with Aus Coaster on this one as well because how the heck do you take a small little ride like that and create a wooden roller coaster out of it? I hope Indiana Beach never removes it. I know it's going to become difficult with getting parts for the elevator lift system, but I hope they find ways. I hope they find ways to figure out even if they have to replace the full lift system with a more modern one, I hope they don't remove it. I, I'm fine with the other coasters if you want to do whatever you want to, but unique coasters are hard to find when yeah. they're built. So uh, wooden roller coasters are e more easy to maintain, in my opinion, than steel, because steel you have to replace the whole structure. Uh, CCI kind of, and that's another thing, you know, you have down at Holiday World, you have wooden support systems and then over at indiana beach you have uh kind of a steel frame with uh wooden track so the the support system at indiana beach is a little easier to maintain as long as they maintain the track holiday world's the one who has their work cut out for them with it being full wood supports and full wooden track so yeah you have anything yeah, to add on really, yeah cci really pioneered it because it was I think the first ones to do the, the uh, steel structure for a uh, wooden coaster. Yeah, I think they were the first. Uh, if they weren't the first, they were definitely the first to actually use it in a lot of different models. Yes. And, uh, and then, uh, obviously, Lost Coaster is kind of good utilizing the existing structure and building a coaster inside of it. I don't think any manufacturers actually ever did that with a flat ride turning into a roller coaster. I could be wrong, but I've never heard of anything like that ever happening with a coaster before. Uh, me neither. 
it's just about a, a, a one-off thing. They're like, how the heck did they do that? We don't know, but like it though. They took so many risks. And if it were, like I said, if it wasn't for their personal issues on the side and the fact that they were under bidding on a lot of projects, we probably would have seen CCI still be around. CCI would have probably developed into what Gravity Group is now without Gravity Group having to be formed. Yes. But the fortunate part is we have CCI and then over on the other end, members of CCI went over and created Gravity Group. I just wish Gravity Group could start building long wooden roller coasters again because that'd be amazing. I mean, uh, they probably good if uh, someone asked them to, but no one really wanting a large scale wooden coaster like that for China. Yeah, they're looking for uh, the maintenance part of it right now, especially with the economy kind of downturning right now. I don't foresee many parks looking into having a wooden roller coaster for a couple more years again. Yes. That's use of space. Uh, do you have the track information on there? I, I think uh, I think the shortest one's Lost Coaster, and I think the second shortest is Cornball, uh, Raven, Hoosier Hurricane, and then Legend, I think, is the longest one. Yes. See a Lost Coaster. Actually, yep. Lost Coaster is at 1,400 feet, and then Cornball is 2,100. I believe, and then I think Raven, I think is 28. Let's see here. Yeah, Cornball Express is 2100. Yep, and Raven is 2800. And then Legend, like, 3000 plus. Yeah, Legend is... Legend is that... Four thousand forty-two. What are you doing? Let's play on that. There. And then, who's the hurricane? Is at twenty-eight thousand nine hundred So, who's the hurricane? Is ninety-one feet longer than Raven, and then Legend is this flat out the longest by over a thousand feet. What's the shortest lost coaster? Yes. It doesn't feel short, though. It's weird. Well, it's not really fast, but it makes it feel longer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because the top speed's 20 miles an hour. In area two, all that track length is basically all ride time because there is no actual, like, lift hill. It's every lift, which is what, like, 10 feet of track? Yeah. So, it's 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 just pure ride time, too. Whereas Cornball's bus, who's a hurricane legend, Raven, had to take up a few hundred feet of track. Yeah. I mean, I think they all use their space very well. Uh, what would you say the best use of space is, though? Probably Lost Coaster again? I, I would Raven. say either Cornball or Lost Coaster, one of those two. It's, it's really hard to tell because Lost Coaster, they somehow packed a wooden coaster into a pre-made fake mountain. And then Cornball Express say the structure through the hurricane and then does circles over the midway. So there's both very, very crafty layouts if if I what they did there because it doesn't 
both curves are a lot of impressive with the layoffs with what they fit in. Yeah, and then Raven, I think, made a good use of trying to keep that wooded layout. Uh, yeah. I don't know the aspects of how big Holiday World's layout was back then, so I know now it's a lot, lot bigger, but I don't know what it was like in 1995. They could have bought out more land. I don't know if the Koch family owned all that land back there to begin with or if they bought more land from whatever county that is down there and then expanded out that way. Um, a lot of the land that Indiana Beach sits on you're either on a boardwalk, which is above the water, so you're on pillars with a boardwalk. If you guys ever been to the East Coast, boardwalks are pretty popular over there. But they used to drain the lake over at Lake Schaefer. So a lot of the construction and a lot of the things that were done were when they drained the lake. Like Spackman had some pool where he was able to get the water levels low and enough time for them to push down the pillars during construction. That also allowed that park to expand out a little bit. It's still tiny. Uh, unfortunately, nobody will sell their places next to the park, so they have to figure out a five-year plan on how to make best use of their space over there because if we ever see another coaster over there, I don't know where they're going to put it at. They'll figure it out. I mean, it's, yeah. easier, I think, 2020 than it was in 1994 when that first one was built. Nowadays, they can just use computer technology and figure out everything on a computer before they put it on paper. I think back then you you had a little bit of that, but a lot of it was probably on paper more so than anything else. But I'm not sure what, I don't know when Holiday World did the full expansion. When did they uh, expand their Splash and Safari place out? You, Let me see here. Because I know Splash and Safari didn't become a main focus until Spackman tried to make their water park main focus. Yeah, I see here. The water park. Yeah, the water park first opened in 1993, but then it really started taking off in around the early 2000s. Okay, yeah, because whenever they added those major water slides and the water coasters, that's when the park just took off and Kept on moving. Yeah. And so, like, if you hit um, between 2002 and 2008, you had this thing going into every single year. Yeah, which, you know, water water park investments are always cheaper than amusement park investments. It's yeah. just not too much to, besides the water pumps, I mean, the hardest part is the water pumps and pushing the water through. Other than that, yeah. you know, you're not really powering anything besides reflushing out the water. So, oh, uh, let's see. No, uh, no questions. Or I'm pretty sure we'll get some of those later. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of this is a hard. This is probably one of the hardest discussions we've done because you're looking at uh, two parks that know how to make use of their space. So, yes. Six Flags needs to take note. <laughs> First round. Uh, for me, that's going to have to go to either Cornball or Legend on that one. I like Legends because it pushes you straight into a tunnel. And then I like Cornball because you're at a 45-degree drop and... Even though it's only what, how how many feet off the ground? Like 
50 feet, maybe. Thanks, he hit. And yeah, while gonna, yeah, why not? I'm going to say Legend for my pick on the best first drop because it has laterals on it and we're going to airtime as well. Combo Express doesn't have much airtime on the first drop. Yeah, the drop is, um, yeah, 55 feet. 55 feet. Yep. And I think the top speed is only like 45, but it feels yeah. a lot faster. Um, as you guys are looking at this bottom scroll thing, yes, we normally do this at 8 p.m. We decided to do it earlier today uh, due to other – just do it. Uh, we just did it earlier today because other teammates aren't able, weren't able to make it today. And sorry we didn't have one last week. We kind of took a week off, but we're not going to be taking a break probably until December now. So, Or the week of Thanksgiving, obviously. Uh uh, you can see that on the bottom here. If you guys have any ideas, submit up your ideas. You'll send it to MidwestCoasterFans at gmail.com. Uh, also, we want to do a couple shout-outs before we continue with the show since we're kind of in the middle of the show while we're talking about this subject. Uh, we want to send a special thanks out to the Nile Screen Park and Carol and her husband for inviting us out there. Also, I want to send a special thanks out to... Uh, I think it's Coaster. Oh, my God. I'm, like, having a brain fart now. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus. I'll find it. He's the one to send us a video up, so I was going to give him our people are able to go ahead and check him out here. It was... I found it. Um, Coaster Center. Center. Yeah, you sent us the Land of Illusion video. I don't know. I'm sorry. I have a lot of things going on. But uh, Phil from Coaster Center, we want to spend special thanks out to him for sending us that footage. It's kind of a way to promote the community. Uh, so if you guys get a chance, go ahead and check out his channel. Um, and it's kind of a way we're kind of switching it up. Trying to do haunted houses. So Nile Screen Park, Indiana Beach, and that one was the only three that we've been able to do. We'll have more as we can, but this year is kind of uh, squashed. Maybe some Six Flags parks, definitely Silver Dollar City's Pumpkin City this weekend. Uh, let's see here. Hey, Ian. Uh, so first drop. So, yeah, we, we debated down to that. What about the worst drop? The worst drop, ooh. I would say probably who's a hurricane because it's just the most like basic drop out there, where you just until uh, S turn and then a straight drop is depth. Whereas Raven drops into a tunnel in the woods. Legend has that really funky S drop where you change directions part way through, and Cornball Express had a curve drop as well that gets some decent levels. And then cornballs, and then I mean, Lost Coast is just uh, out of nowhere. So, yeah, I think Hoosier Hurricane's second drop's better than their first drop. Lost Coast is for worst drop. I mean, he is kind of right because I don't even know if they have a drop. drop. <laughs> I, I guess I'll agree on that because 
don't really have uh, Lost Coaster doesn't really have a first turn. Two. But, I mean, that drop is still better than who's a hooking this drop because it's basically a straight drop. Like, there's nothing to it. And there's not anything to do, so. True, yeah. All he does is gaining speed. What about elements? I'm going to have to give that to Legend. Yeah, I think Legend will on Cornball. Cornball, because it has that, what do you call it, a wave turn after that first drop that has airtime in the front row. I don't know how he got airtime on that turn around, but he did. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> CCI. <laughs> I don't know how, but he did it, but I can tell. But Legend, yes. That, um, that, I, I mean, first off, he had an incredible first drop in tunnel. Then you have a double helix. You have kind of like a unbanked, um, somewhat turned airtime hill. And then you have a double down. And then there's lots of really fun turns. So. Yeah, my, my opinion on Legend changed during Hollywood Nights. That's the smoothest I've ever had it run. So I would give it to Legend because of the tunnels, the laterals, and a little bit of airtime, not a lot. It wasn't built for airtime. It was built for laterals and speed. Uh, Cornball was probably built for airtime. And obviously it's CCI, so... Some laterals, obviously, on the helixes, you're going to get laterals on the banked helix. Uh, but you get jack your airtime, floater airtime, uh, laterals. Uh, Lost coasters, not built uh, for the elements. It's more built for the layout and the uniqueness of it. Uh, Raven, Raven doesn't really have any elements besides the laterals and the pop of the jack your airtime. On that one drop that it has midway through the coaster. And then Hoosier, uh, the best element on the Hoosier Hurricane is probably the drop underneath the suspension bridge. And then the turnaround. And then I think on the way back, I think the coaster's better than the first half. Yeah. That's just my opinion. But actually, I do actually kind of like um, Hoosier Hurricanes on double up. That would be really fun once you get retracted and you get some better hit him on it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, how that works in the off season. Uh, they, they have plenty of they have plenty of time, definitely. So uh, that was the problem before they were limited on space and stuff. Oh, here. Yes. Uh, yeah. So obviously, it goes to legend on uh, elements. Let us know what you think. If you're watching this later, then uh, we'll be happy. <laughs> it's yours. Okay. Uh, uh, ride time. That's an easy one. Legend. Yes. But best ride time that you're getting pops the whole time. Uh, the Ravens pretty good at ensuring that there's no slowdown from start to finish. The legend does the same thing. The legend gets to a certain point where you're like, is this coaster still going? Because you hit the last tunnel and it's still going and it's still going. So definitely uh, the ride time on that's definitely good. Uh, the ride times on all the other these guys just seem too short besides the Lost Coaster, but that's due to the 
20 mile an hour speed. Uh, but yeah, Raven seems really short. Cornball seems really short. Hoosier seems really short. So those those three coasters obviously were built to be compact. They weren't built to be long or have long ride time. I think they were do. I don't know how parks do things, um, but the shorter the ride time, the easier it is to push people through the line. So, but I think Indiana Beach is more due to space constraint. Holiday World for their first coaster was probably budgeting until their budget got higher, and that's why the Legend finally uh, was built. Uh, so, yeah, money and space constraints. So I can't really uh, fault Indiana Beach for that. Um, and then I think the ride time for Cornwall is fine. Like you said, with uh, uh, Lost Coaster, uh, how, how long is the ride time for Lost Coaster? Because that lift hill yeah, probably take You would know, right? I don't know. Ask him here. He would know. Uh, like five seconds. But yeah, I would say the prime ride time, as uh, Chris Maritime Thrills would call it, the prime air, uh, prime time would probably go to Legend. Yes. And because Lost Coaster takes the longest, probably has the worst prime ride time because of the elevator lift because you have the section where it has to bang against it to get its balance and then lifts up. But yeah, prime ride time. I say it goes to the legend. Agreed. Although yeah, I would one. then say uh, Cornball Express. Because even though Cornball Express is more than Raven, Cornball Express still feels longer than Raven to me. It does. And Cornball Express isn't going up because uh, Raven kind of starts close to the ground level. Yeah. And Cornball starts, you know, 30 feet up in the air. Yeah. Or 20 feet. I don't know what it is. 20 or 30 feet up so that its lift hole is shorter. That's one weird thing I always notice about CCIs. Though. It's like, uh, if you go to Mount Olympus, theirs are also like 30 feet up in the air. I don't yeah. understand why the stations are so high up all the time. Maybe yeah. it cut down on building costs by doing it that way. You know, because it makes sense that any on beats, but from what I've seen views for Mount Olympus, it doesn't make sense why they build it higher because they don't have anything to build over. Whereas in the beach, they build it so high so you can still walk under the season, basically. Yeah. Speed. Well, I mean, the fastest one's a legend, right? The slowest yeah. one's Lost Coaster. But when we're talking about speed, which one feels the fastest? Uh, obviously, Legend does feel the fastest to me. Lost Coaster, even though it's 20 miles an hour, feels faster than 20 miles an hour. Cornball feels faster than 45 miles an hour. Raven feels faster than its speed. Uh, so I don't, I, don't, I don't know. For me, I'm not going to give it over to any of them just because I think CCI did good on making use of the speed where basically your body feels faster than what it's going. There's no crawling moments. That's one thing I could say about CCIs. You don't have any moments of crawling through the layout. So I, I got to give them props on that one. Besides Lost Coaster, but I'm not going to 
say anything bad about a coaster that was built inside a structure that wasn't from the ground up. The ground up ones, unlike other coaster manufacturers that you and I both know of, uh, even when you look at like your favorite coaster over at Six Flags St. Louis, uh, the, the boss, boss yeah. it it's, even uh, makes good down. use yeah. of it. That one doesn't even slow down. I've never been on a CCI yet that loses speed through the course. Now, obviously, Cornball has its moment. It's hitting that whatever you want to call it, mid-course break run or whatever when it's going through the structure of the Hoosier Hurricane, but that's like second. I don't feel like it kind of – so I don't, I don't really feel like any of them lose this category. Legend's going to have the top speed because it's the tallest. But, oh, you know what? Probably the worst would probably be Hoosier. Maybe it'll get better yeah. when it gets retracked, but. I think so. Go through the cocaine. At that, turn around, it just really gets slow. It does, but that could be due to, like you said, with the tracking. Maybe the retracking will speed it up, but they might reprofile. Yeah. I'm hoping, and I know he's listening. But I'm hoping that the company that's doing it, which I think would be Hazelwood Construction, hopefully instead of just retracking it, they also reprofile some parts of the coaster to make it faster. And that's okay too. Hoosier Hurricane isn't like Cornball Express Lost Coaster. People aren't going to get upset if you reprofile it and make it faster. People are instead going to be like, hey, good job. But there's certain yes, Ian, coasters out that. there. That people are fine when you reprofile it, like Gold Striker. He probably can't give us yeah. any hints, <laughs> yeah. but if they reprofile Hoosier Hurricane, <laughs> if they reprofile Hoosier Hurricane to make it a little faster and to speed it up, I think you're looking at people. I mean, my opinion changed during Hollywood Horror Night, whatever we call it, Halloween Horror. I just felt like Hoosier was running better than Cornball, which was kind of on. RMC? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm agreeing because Hoosier Hurricane was actually running really good um, last weekend, and I actually got some airtime on it. Keep with some. Not tons, but some. Some hints of airtime. Oh, you're fine. We, we don't want you telling us any hints. We want a surprise. Maybe. <laughs> he was south though. But in the Hoosier Hurricane. Group, we profile Hoosier Hurricane, so it will have the airtime like others do. Like I'm not going to fly it. <laughs> Probably want. They could reprofile it on design, but have somebody retrack it. No offense, Gravity Group, but you exactly, don't want yeah. that being rough for three years. Uh, hopefully they don't. Intensity. Uh, I made these categories hard this time. <laughs> Intensity. Uh, legend. Legend, yeah. To me, is the most intense out of the five. Especially during Hollywood Nights, man. That thing oh, yeah. was just hauling so fast. That thing wasn't even in my top one of coaster list. And then after that, I was like, okay, this, this coaster's, I could see where, uh, why Zach likes it now. It was because in the past, it was kind of rough during the day. I think the legend's more of a night ride. 
I think all of them are better at night anyways. For, I think CCIs run better at night than during the day, but that's with a lot of wooden roller coasters. So, uh, intensity yeah. though. He's definitely uh, a legend. Lost, legend definitely, but Lost Coaster sitting backwards in the back uh, uh, oh, the yeah. second train is pretty intense. Uh, I feel like part of the car shoots up on, like, obviously it's not coming off the track, but enough where you feel like it's coming off the track. Yes. Because riding up being backward in a back car, you have no clue what is coming. So you just get thrown side to side and yeah, I agree. Crazy random pop of airtime. Yeah, and then I'd say the least intense is probably Hoosier. Hoosier's a good family ride. Yes. It's not made for intensity. I think it was just made so everybody could ride it. Uh, Cornball. A, a lot of people are very uh, scared of that first drop because of the angle of it. Uh, but usually right after that, they're fine with it after that. I recommend if you're a first rider on Cornball, if you're scared of sitting in the very back row, sit in the very front. It's not as scary in the front. You'll get pops of airtime. Uh, but the more intense part of that coaster is going to be in the very back. Same thing with Raven. If you're riding Raven for the first time in the front, not so intense. You get used to the layout. And then the very back seat, that's going to be your most intense part. Same with Legend, too. Very front of Legend, not that bad. Very back, more intense. So. It's that way with most wooden coasters. I've never been on a wooden coaster that hasn't been more intense in the very back than it is in the front. So, Yeah, pretty much almost every coaster is crazy in the back row. It is, and I think part of it kind of comes off the track a little bit. Yeah, we're running on the um, up-track wheels. Yeah, so you can kind of feel it in the very back. I, that's why I like the very back. That's one of those crazy things. Uh, what category are you missing here? Because I got overall. Uh, I think we hit my, my, most of the categories on all five of these coasters. Yeah, because you can't really do theming too much because only one that we have theming is Holiday Belts. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a theme park. Yeah. Indiana Beach isn't a theme park. Even though Indiana Beach kind of goes with pirate theme and it's yeah. later rides and coasters, like Lost Coasters kind of got the dead pirate mine ride type theme. Uh, and then that's about it. Oh, the Hoosier King now actually has some theming with the uh, hurricane flags they have up. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> I think, yeah, it just looks nice. So uh, let's see here. Navy smoothness. Oh. Yeah, let's add that category on here. Smoothness. Yeah, smoothness. Yeah. I would go ahead and I would definitely give that to Legend because of Holiday World and how they mm. take their wooden coasters. But um, I didn't give any of Beach a chance here with the new owner to really get them going good here. But even this year, um, it had a, a, a yeah, bit of a pothole going that turned around the lake. Yeah, I noticed it in the wood line, too. There's a spot in the wood line on the Raven before you hit that ejector airtime hill. Um, Hoosier, not so much this year, but you still have that right before the turnaround. You have that little 
uh, bumpiness over there. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. Understood too, but. Uh, Cornball is kind of getting rough too. Um, yeah. But it wasn't too bad though, because they had good padding, so it, it really helps out a lot. And I mean, lost coaster. The track's pretty smooth on it, so I don't really have any issues yeah. with the track on that one. So yeah, I would say Legend, but Legend has a couple spots that the crew needs to fix in the off season. I think still, once they fix that, you're looking at everybody's opinion of Legend changing again. Yeah, but I think but the intensity is running, more, yeah. Huh? Boy, does it back in is how crazy it runs. But yeah, yeah Legend would nice. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess yeah. Legend is definitely running better than last year because last year Legend had that uh, pothole um, after the second drop uh, under the um, water slide. It had a little pothole, but that got fixed for this year and it's running phenomenal now. So, and then yeah, Lost Coast is running pretty good. Who's a hurricane? For how bad a track up the for how bad a tracking is on it, it actually is not bad at all. So no, it's not, and it's also twenty five years old or twenty six this year. And anyway, so that's about, like, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I'm so I don't have anything else to say on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say yeah. Who's a hurricane? Yeah. I think part of two main mainly straight track on it. Um, being rougher doesn't really hurt it too bad because you're not turning as much. So, yeah, we definitely give it over to Legend on that one. View, because, you know, Jacob's not here, so he always talks about the view. Got to give it to – for me, I've got to give it over to the Hoosier Hurricane because it has the best view of the lake. Uh, Agreed. Hands down, that's the best part of the ride is before you hit the actual first drop. So, And and going underneath the suspension bridge is still one of my favorites of on any other coaster. Yeah, I agree with that too. Who's the hurricane? This setting is amazing. I mean, going down first drop, ending being what, like ten feet above the water, is crazy feeling. Yeah, I'd like to rent. I'd like to rent a boat or borrow somebody's boat. Maybe my parents' boat will be running by then, and get a couple shots next to it, next to the water right there, because. That first drop underneath the suspension bridge right now, you can get pretty close to it if you're next to it on the water. To add to our video uh, library, that would be great for off-ride off, yeah. uh, footage. Well, if you're close also, to um, do a kayak as well, that would be way close to the coast is a kayak. Yeah, I saw him do that. <laughs> um, you could run a kayak. I, I want to do it more of the lazy way, though, with a boat motor. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to do it and get better views. But you got to balance, though. Yeah. But I would say uh, you get better views of the coasters over at Indiana Beach than Indiana Holiday World. So, like, if you want a great view of Lost Coaster and Hoosier Hurricane, probably not the Cornwall over there, but. 
their antique auto ride goes right next to Lost Coaster, where you can literally get close-up views of the coaster going by you, and you get close-ups of it dropping down in that final uh, first floor before heading back up. Hoosier Hurricane also comes by you. Uh, Cornball obviously is in, in its own little area. So the best views of Cornball are probably going to be from, I would say, the Hoosier Hurricane Station or maybe even the Log Flume Ride. Um, the best views of everything, obviously, is the Sky Ride. And that's the thing about that park is that coasters are more picturesque. And then you have Holiday Worlds that are hidden, which is fine. It brings brings a lot of surprises. Legend's probably the most noticeable one out of all of them, because at least well, Thunderbird obviously, but for wooden coasters, I would say uh, that the Legend's the easier easier one to film because you could start filming on that end, and you could go in the water park and film up on that. I forget what the name of that water ride is. But there's a water ride that goes right by it, um, so. The more terrifying rides with the view is got to be a uh, legend. So. Yeah. I know for um, Cornball's Pass, you can actually get decent views of it standing in the kitty area because it kind of like does that he looks above it and turns around it. So. Was a. Uh, you weren't there this past Saturday. You were there last Saturday. Yes. I was watching the Adam the Woo video. I don't know if Ian knows who he is. Uh, but I guess the train was down, so he didn't get the chance to film the zombie train. But I found it interesting. They did let him film in the Frankenstein's castle and not uh, just not in the other haunted house. But, uh, I don't know why I even brought that up. But... <laughs> I was just wondering on that because I'm just wondering what happened to the train. So, yeah, we had <laughs> what else we got here? Overall, these are kind of hard questions. Okay, overall, um, hmm. overall, best CCI in Indiana. What's your, what's your opinion on that, everyone? Best CCI in Indiana. Uh, I guess we give it down to Legend. Yeah. Um, then right after that, it would probably, uh, I don't know. It's a pretty close one. Um, yeah, I would give it to Legend because Legend kind of acts everything that you want in a roller coaster. You chose uh, Lost Coaster Superstition Mountain. Uh, that one packs good elements too. We could... Uh, that's one thing we didn't talk about is like, I, I guess we're not going to talk about, uh, but, uh, operations. I would love to see both parks start using two trains on all of their coasters all the time. Just cause. <laughs> I mean, how typically does, but with COVID, um, running two trains, um, even legend was not be, not be the ideal. So. But typically, but on a normal year, Holiday World runs two trains on all three wooden coasters, especially on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, and I know uh, Indiana Beach has more trains available for Lost Coaster, and I know Hoosier Hurricane train, extra train will probably be available next year. Cornball used to have an extra train, but I'm not sure what happened to it. But I remember 
Africa first opened in 2001, there was two trains on it. Huh, there was? Yeah. That's possible because it doesn't even have a transfer back even. Unless I'm wrong and I don't remember what I'm talking about. Yeah, honestly, like, there's no way because there's no transfer back on it. I do remember Lost Coaster operating three trains. So. Yeah. Yep, I was right. Okay, Football, never had an X train. I know Lost. But Lost Coaster did have three trains, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Have, they're going to have two operating. I know Hoosier Hurricane definitely had two trains. I guess Cornball wouldn't make sense because it's a 45-second ride. So by the time you <laughs> – you don't really need it on Cornball because you could still push the line fast with only one train operation. Same thing yeah. with Raven. But I know Raven has two of them. Yes. Legend has three, doesn't it? No, it's two. Two? And then we know uh, Voyage has three. No, it had three, not even more though. Only two now. Oh, because, uh, yeah, because of the whole problem. Yeah. Yeah, clean suffering and then, yeah. It's nice to have somebody on here that knows the park. Uh,. Obviously, you know, in Holiday World, Ian obviously knows uh, his park, so that's positive on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Overall, I would give it to the legend. Just because the legend, you get off of it and you're not like, was that it? Uh, but all of them are rewritable. Uh, yeah. I would say the easiest to rewrite would be Lost Coaster just because it's easy to hop off of it unless you ride backwards but if you ride forward it's not as bad yeah sorry my thing if you ride if you don't ride backwards and you ride front ones it's a horn for you a little train element <laughs> yeah yeah that's a really I'm cool element of it it is and i think that's part of the original attraction when Superstition Mountain was open. Yeah. I think they kept some elements of that ride. Actually, I want to say that was actually in Mystery Mansion. So I don't know if they had it kind of stored away somewhere. But I remember riding Mystery Mansion at Indiana Beach when I was younger. When it was pitch black in there and scary. <laughs> and uh, towards the end of the ride, I think it had that element. So I don't know if they reused it. If anybody on here is like an Indiana Beach history buff did they reuse the semi that used to be at the end of it and reuse that horn effect on lost coaster because i remember being terrified oh, i was already terrified because mystery M mystery mansion was terrifying uh i would i'm wondering what's going to happen to it in the future uh but Sally Rides is still around, so pretty sure they would. Uh, I guess if you could stick with the pirate theme. I wonder how yeah. the pirate theme got started at Indiana Beach. I'm still trying to figure that one out. I don't know, Bucket, though. It's nice. But um, also, too, um, Lost Coast. I believe, yeah, I'm guessing, but 
on the other pill, did a little cutout, and he had a skeleton guy in that minecart. I'm wondering if that minecart was actually a old ride vehicle found on Dark Ride that was there. Talking about Den of the Lost Thieves? No, Lost Coaster. They have a couple of the old trains, I think. Uh, and I'm trying to think. Sorry. Uh, okay, that's good information to know. Um, you were just saying that the original train on Lost Coaster, or not Lost, the original train on Superstition Mountain, they do have a couple of them still left, and I think they use them for Halloween Horror. Uh, I will have to go... You know what I'm going to do next time I'm at Indiana Beach? I think I'm going to be there the 20... Not this weekend, but next weekend. I think I'm going to go back there again. I'm going to do, like... What do they call those things? Uh, I don't know. What do you call them? But I'm going to go around and look for, like, old, like, artifacts of different rides because i know they're the yeah. galaxy trains there and i know that the superstition mountain trains there too because i remember seeing it there i think it has like a skeleton on top of it with like an old uh hard hat with yeah, saying, yeah. yeah that's on um lost coaster it's in the um mountain you can see it going up the uh over the top when it's facing forward oh and, yeah you're right yeah, I'm guessing that could be an old ride vehicle because it has a seat in it and it has a number on it, which kind of gives me the guess that it's probably an old dark ride vehicle from the first dark ride that was in that mountain. Yeah, and the reason why they changed it around, which was, and we're kind of getting into history of things, which I'm, I'm excited about bringing back that series again because I like doing research, so... Zach's pretty big on it, too, so me and him together should be able to grab up some good information for you guys on it. And, uh, but yeah, Lost Coaster, interesting concept of a ride, was actually designed after a mountain out west, and I could go into whole details on this, but it's interesting on different concepts of different rides. So, I like the fact we have owners, again, that are interested in their park, uh, because you know, when you have an older, you know, a guy that's been involved in it, like you know, Spackman was back in the day. Uh, Spackman was an interesting guy because he wrote, he was, he rode all of his coasters and rides, uh, and he walked around the park. That's nice to see again. You know, that's what makes Holiday World great. Uh, but he liked to be in unique attraction since things that you can't find anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, Frankenstein's castle, for example, we're getting kind of into the end of the show. So I'm, I'm kind of allowed, but that's my daughter right there. Uh, kind of getting into the end of the show. She's getting tired. Uh, but, uh, yeah, your Frankenstein's castle. And we're, we're already done with this. We already decided the legend wins the coaster wars, but, uh, Frankenstein's Castle, in my opinion, is one of the best designed dark. And I'm glad that they they really put a lot of scare actors in it this year, which added to the intensity of Frankenstein's Castle. Now, here's a here's a wild theme for you next year, Ian. 
take Lost Coast or, or not Lost, take Den of the Lost Thieves and convert it over into a dark into a dark ride with scare actors hidden all along the area. I think that would add, add an interesting concept because it's already dark in there. Uh, yeah. But not only that, uh, I'm trying to think of something else. I think they try to make use of the Schaefer Queen this year. So I think they try to create kind of like a pirates invading type theme. And then uh, Holiday World, I've got an idea for you. Why don't you guys create a different section called, well, see, this is going to have problems because it's a, it's a, a sorry, it's a family-friendly park. But how about a St. Patrick's Day holiday theme? You could add some creepy theming. American Thunder versus the Boss. Both CCI or is that a whole show? What a, American Thunder is a GCI. So that's why we didn't compare those two. We're trying to keep these kind of the same. So we're trying to keep, uh, we're trying to keep the Coaster Wars kind of the same. So next week's show is going to be All Run versus Goliath at Six Flags Great America. The reason why we chose those two, they both utilize a compact layout with, with the RMC Topper Track. We originally were going to do Storm Chaser versus Goliath, but the problem is. Storm Chaser has an iBox track system, whereas I think she's ready for a nap. Whereas, <laughs> all right, I'll let you nap. Oh, okay. Uh, whereas uh, Goliath uses a topper track, so it's a different type of feeling. You're fine. It's a different type of feeling. Uh, Zach would agree on that. Yes. I'm working on my own special project regarding mountain right now. Okay. I would tell you, he's talking about superstition. Mountain. But think about it. If holiday world was to create a St. Patrick's day theme, obviously without the alcohol involved, you could have like a creepy leprechaun, ride. You could have all sorts of creepy things involved in it. And it would add to the Halloween area kind of, but I don't think they have the room or expansion for that by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I believe that Hollywood has more land they can work with, but they haven't, you know, used it yet. Yeah, I know. It's kind of hard thing. I'm just looking at ideas. Like, can you imagine instead of Turkey, what is it, Turkey? Not Turkey World. What is it called? Gobbler Getaway. Can you imagine if Gobbler Getaway was a dark ride and a type of St. Patrick's Day theme or a leprechaun theme? I know it's not family friendly, but I think it'd be kind of cool. No other park does anything like that with the creepy leprechauns. Uh, I'm trying to think if we need to add anything else. Um, what was your overall opinion? You need to go to Halloween Horror last year at Indiana Beach, or no? I want to, but that never happens. Okay, so obviously you know, next year is going to be bigger and better. And you know what I liked a lot was the fact that they expanded a lot on uh, Nightmare on Schaefer Drive this year. I noticed that the effects were, like, on point. I'm interested to see how it's going to compare to, like, other haunted houses, but I feel like that's, like, a top-notch haunted house, like, for a yeah. park. It was so park. good. It was long and well done. 
Yeah, because you have some of them when you go to parks that are kind of like kooky. Like, in my opinion, Cedar Fair doesn't really have the creepiness involved in it. So Nightmare on Schaefer Drive is kind of like the teenager and up kind of crowd that should go in there. But they, they allow kids to go in there. And uh, I think the funny part about it is that, well, I saw Ian uh, playing down at uh, Frankenstein's Castle. Sorry, I'll freak it out again. Uh, down at Frankenstein's Castle, I think he was playing in the dungeon, but there was a kid that was playing a spider at one portion of the Nightmare on Schaefer Drive, and it creeped me out because, like, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I'm walking down, and this kid's, like, walk. I don't know. It was just creepy to me, and I was like, get out of here, kid. Like, And then uh, you go into this one room that's filled with dolls. I'm not going to give it away, but that room creeped me out, and then the uh, the next room over, I think, was like a witch themed room that had like the uh, like Satan signs all over and stuff. I'm I'm not a big fan of those type of rooms, but they did, did a really good job. Directing, and I think now there's more scare actors than when I went opening weekend. So now there's more scare actors. So I imagine the intensity is even going to even be higher all the way leading up to Halloween. But yes, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think the biggest mistake Holiday World made, I know it's due to staffing issues, is not having any Halloween events. Because I feel like this would have been a good year to have it. Yeah, I agree. But I, agree. I mean, it is what it is. The open only, so. And in case many of you guys didn't know, we're going to have like a news show portion. Um, but if you guys wanted to per that, it's out of my price tag. I, I cook my own things from scratch. But if you guys have a family and you guys don't feel like cooking Thanksgiving, uh, Holiday Rolls doing Thanksgiving in a box this year. I think it's like $155. And we'll, we'll have it on a news. Uh, we'll have it on the news thing on. Thursday, because I do all the news ones on Thursday, which is a pre-recorded show, which will pre-record it, then it'll be broadcasted at about uh, 6 or 7 o'clock at night. So, this is our live show every Tuesday. Uh, it'll either be at 3 p.m. or it'll be live at 8 p.m. And then next week, it'll be at its normal time at 8 p.m. And then Thursday is kind of our pre-recorded show. So the live chat will be active. So it'll be premiered like any other video. And as you're watching it, the live chat will show. So that's only on YouTube. Now, if you're watching this on Facebook, that's fine. Uh, we're going to start premiering a lot of those videos on Facebook as well, because I know some of you don't use YouTube. And our we're very hopeful in the future to add what we call Patreon. So if many of you guys aren't familiar with Patreon, this gives me a second to talk about it. We're going to add exclusive content. So recently at Niles Screen Park, uh, our team was over there, Dustin, Annika, and Jacob. Jacob and Annika were mic'd inside the haunted houses. So one of the first videos we wanted to show on Patreon, which to get you guys kind of used to what Patreon is, we're going to have it on there. I'm back Halloweeny. I'm gonna eat so much candy. Ooh. <laughs> um, so what we're gonna do is kind of offer like a segment where you guys could download the audio. I'm editing it, so 
it's going to have the best sections of it, but they mic'd up inside the haunted houses. So that's some of the exclusive content. I can't be mic'd up because I say some nasty things when I'm in haunted houses. So I don't, I would have to give a parental warning on some of the language that I use inside of those things. But I, that's one of the exclusive things we're working on. Uh, there's going to be more things on there. And what happens is you donate like a dollar or $2, depending on the tier level. On this thing's freezing again. And what we're going to do is we're going to turn that into a pot, and then we're going to have giveaways through that. So it's a way of us connecting to you guys and a way of giving back. Uh, it would be like ticket giveaways, stuff like that. Uh, we haven't re-released Patreon, but the price point would start at a dollar and go all the way up to $5. The $5 tiers would probably have five entries anytime we have contests for like ticket giveaways and stuff like that and more exclusive one-on-one -on -one content. So we're working out the details on that. Patreon will go live on November 1st. So still got a couple weeks left, but we want to kind of start talking about it so you guys are well aware of it. Also, there's another one that where you could give a cup of coffee. It's like a dollar. If you just want to donate to, to help us out as we go around and stuff. And then we'll feature you as a producer on our videos towards the end. Uh, that would, it's a cup of coffee, it would be like a dollar. And it's just like a donation if you ever know it. We're trying to add a button on here, but uh, we're trying to figure out how that all works. Twitch, it's easy to figure out. YouTube makes it complicated and Facebook makes it complicated. Do you know how to do all that? Because I see other people do live streams and I see that they have like, you could be a contributor for like on Facebook, kind of like Patreon or kind of like on Twitch, but I don't know how to bring that button up on Facebook. Yeah, Zach and all of us actually had that idea, but Zach wanted to redo it again, kind of because Patreon is a good thing to do. Uh, it's a way to reconnect. Yeah, YouTube sucks for streaming. Well, like you guys can see all these comments right now because they're like on this live video, but like you'll see like uh, Remaster Studios and Eam Staples, you'll see it on here. But as soon as this video is over, everybody's live comments from YouTube will go. You won't be able to see any of them. Facebook, you could see it as you're watching it. You could actually comment on the live stream that we did. So that's what makes Facebook different from YouTube, basically. Uh, hold on a second. Do you have any? Sorry. Do you have anything else you wanted to add, Zach, on, on different things you that we're planning on doing. We're going to be at Silver Dollar City on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, by we, you mean me, Annika, and Dustin. I mean, on Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not able to make it. Uh, flights are $500. Uh, <laughs> I don't live seven hours away from it anymore, but uh, they're having something called a Pumpkin City, so they're going to have... It's supposed to be really good. So we're going to have... Zach's really good at doing uh, the live update. So if we can figure out the password for Instagram, uh, we'll have a story story mode on there with videos and stuff as it goes live, and then we'll have a video that comes out later. Tomorrow is going to be the release of the video from Niles Screen Park in Niles, Michigan. Like I said, we were invited out there by Carol and her husband. He works there. Uh, they invited us out there. And the staff was amazing there. Uh, I wasn't able to make it, unfortunately, again. 
uh, due to obligations, but we had three of our guys there. So that video will be coming out tomorrow. Uh, Friday's release will be kind of like a secondary Indiana Beach video again. And also kind of the progress of what's going on with Catwoman Whip, which many of you know that's been kind of delayed there. I'd drive there to hours. I would drive too, but I'm not driving 17 hours. <laughs> so that's like almost a whole day worth of driving. Yeah, I'll be leaving the like yeah, I'm gonna leave at like like around ten thirty. I'm gonna grab a quick bite to eat after out class into this cannonball basically. Uh, I'm gonna do a quick shout out here, Zach, because you've been mentioning Twitter. So for those of you who decided to stick through us this long, let me go ahead and scroll down here. So I'm gonna create a banner here. You're gonna follow us at a our handle at Midwest Coasters on Twitter. There's the handle for it. If you guys could help us. So we want to get to 200 followers on Twitter. We're almost at 100 now. We've been focusing on it. We didn't focus on it before, but with Zach added to our team, he's been focusing on trolling a lot of these different parks and sites and interactions. If you guys haven't got a chance to catch it yet, Twitter's a fun little concept because Twitter doesn't care like Facebook does or like YouTube does. So uh, we could basically do a lot more things on there in terms of saying what we want to say. Uh, but we try to keep it family friendly, everything like that. We yeah, go to that handle there at, at Midwest coasters. And if you guys, well, as soon as we hit 200 followers, we're going to do a giveaway on there. It'll probably be like a shirt giveaway or something like that. What do we got on here? Are you reading his comments? Split the dry. <laughs> I've got kids, man. I can't. If it was just me and I didn't have any kids or any responsibilities, sure, I would go on trips all the time. But 17. Yeah, 17 hours. <laughs> it's, I could do it. It's not that. It's just I would have to leave on a Friday and then get back on. I wouldn't get to Silver Dollar City till midday on Saturday. And then I would have to leave early afternoon on Sunday. So most of my time would be spent driving more than enjoying myself. That's the reason for that. And a shout out to Altenius because he is now following us. So that will make us to 87 followers on Twitter, I believe. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, Twitter's a hard Twitter's a hard format. Yeah. What no, this weekend you'll have good content there because, because I will go to Tall City. And then I will find the socks. If there are no socks, you'll find out. <laughs> and we're going to use it also to share news more often. Yeah. I know we've been kind of slacking on that. So uh, it's so hard to do all these. I wish there was a, I wish there was software out there where we could post like one post and it would appear on Twitter and that format uh, on Facebook. What's the other one that we have? Uh, Instagram. Yeah, there's, one out, there's one out there that some other people are starting to use. It's like a private chat room. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think here. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, MySpace is the only way I think. Snapchat? No. We did have a Snapchat, but a lot less people are using it now. Yeah. 
And I think Snapchat doesn't really work, I think we work too well for being uh, close to family. It's more for a, a personal thing, so. I don't use it personally, so. Dustin decided to join in. He must have just got off of work. Cornbuck, Cornwall Express, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, we already we already decided it was a legend. If you yeah. go back and find out the reason why. There is a reason why we chose a legend over everything else. Yeah, legend. And then for me, closely followed by Cornwall Express and Lost Coast. Too. Yeah, definitely. And then I put the bottom would be who's a hurricane and above Dabby Weaven. Weaven fun all, but I don't like love it, love it. But yeah, you see that handle right there. And then down here, if you guys have a screen park or haunted house, uh, like one friend was able to do with the Land of Illusion video, uh, Phil from Coaster Center, uh, he donated. But yeah, if you guys are out there, you guys have any idea. But if you guys know somebody, if you guys want us to cover your screen park, we've already called, covered Niles, Land of Illusion. Uh, we covered a couple other haunted events. There's going to be a drive through haunted house that I'm going to be covering down here in Florida. So as soon as I get my mount ready for my, I don't know if I'm able to video record, but in case I'm going to have that ready, but they have actually have a drive through haunted house down here, which is interesting. Uh, Indiana's got a bunch of haunted hay rides. And unfortunately this year, I wanted to get out to Chicago to the 13th floor, but it's closed. It's in the suburbs. I think it was in like Tinley park or Payless, some somewhere around there. But it was supposed to be the scariest haunted house in the Midwest. And I really wanted to get out to the 13th floor this year. Unfortunately, due to COVID limitations, nothing's opening in Illinois. Oh, yeah, Discord. Discord's the one. We're looking at Discord. I'm not sure how it operates. I have to learn it before we do it. But I think it gives us the right to just have like a private chat room with our fans. And basically, we can chat about whatever we want on Discord. Um, the best CCI I've ridden is Shivering Timbers. I have not gotten out to Michigan's Adventure yet. That was on our list, and they never opened. The only part that opened was the water park. So definitely next year. Dustin knows Discord. Okay, cool. I, I think I set up an account on there, and I was like, I don't even understand how this works. I'll, I'll learn it later. So. Uh, what else we got here? Is that about it? I'm going to add that for Twitter, tough as grow for the next day. If you follow us, I will call you back on Twitter. So that'll be for the next 24 hours, including tomorrow night. If you follow on Twitter, I'll call you back. Same thing goes with Instagram. We try to follow everybody back that follows us. I kind of learned that from a couple of people in the industry that were kind of like, they're very supportive of the coaster community, kind of like we are. Because you have some people out there that'll open up accounts. They don't follow the people back. Um, but for the rules of Twitter and Instagram have always been, if somebody follows you, you're supposed to follow. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. I've been using, I've I used to be really good with Twitter back in the day and then kind of fell off of it. Used to run something called Indie Brews. Or I used to cover uh, craft beer all around Indiana. Uh, Haunted Jail in Fort Wayne is the scariest. Okay. 
maybe we'll get out there. Uh, but yeah, um, that would be another thing that we were talking about covering, but we'll have a disclaimer at the beginning of the video where we might go to a park and we might compare the different types of beer that they have. So that was something that Zach and I kind of came up with an idea of, and we think it would be kind of a cool idea to do. But at the beginning of the video, there would be a disclaimer so that while well, our video is already marked as not safe for kids or whatever you want to call it, or not made for kids, I should say. So by doing that disclaimer, technically we're safe, but we put it like beginner of the video. Just like if we have like a video where we go in a haunted house and they're swearing, I've always put the disclaimer at the video saying that there might be language. It's kind of just what a lot of people recommend that you do. Uh, all right. Do we miss any comments on here? I guess that's about it. We went about 25 minutes over today. And, uh, yeah, we'll take you guys' recommendations. If you guys have any recommendations, like it says up here, go to uh, – you can just send us an email at midwestcoasterfans at gmail.com. And I think that's about it. We don't have any new news today. We'll have more of the news. Um, what else we got here? Oh, see you later. And uh, you have anything else you wanted to say, Zach, before we close yes, out? Yes, uh, this weekend – there will be lots of content coming from me. I want to do at least one video, maybe two. You might see me get lost at Silver Dollar City. You never know. Get lost at Silver Dollar City. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I probably will because I've been there yet, and I heard it's hard to navigate. So I probably will. It is hard to navigate, kind of. But if you, yeah, it. Not gonna lie, uh, definitely grab a map if you get a chance to know where you're going. But uh, I don't use map. I'm I don't use map. Well, why not? I'm a guy. <laughs> I don't need maps. <laughs> I fall yeah. signs. Signage is not the greatest there. I kind of just wandered around and got lost, and then eventually found my way. But I ended up in the, the Kitty Land thing, area, and then. I think I had their app on my phone. So eventually I brought up the app and I was like, oh, okay, okay. I understand how to get over there. Haunted jail in Fort Wayne. I don't even know. If, I don't know half these things are even open right now, but we're trying to get more Halloween content. Next year will be better because next year we'll have low light cameras for these events. And anyways, with everything going on this year, there's not a lot of stuff to cover anyways. So we're just covering what we can, but. We noticed the cameras that we have aren't great for low lights. Friends are like snowflakes. If you okay, I can't. I'm not gonna repeat what he said. <laughs> I'll cover your ass, not see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if we have as soon as we have a low light camera, it'd be easier to film inside a lot of these haunted events, and we'll definitely have that ready for next year. Uh, but yeah, if you don't have a low light camera. It's hard to see anything in these, so it's funny. Okay. I'm not going to repeat what he said for his bit of wisdom today. It's not appropriate for our uh, stream, but yeah. yeah, today, yeah. Family Pony is still here, so family yeah. friendly. But yeah, definitely check, us, uh, definitely check out the handle at Midwest Coasters. If you already followed us, we'll follow you back. Yeah, just do 100. We'll do something at 100, but at 200, we're definitely going to give something away. 
And then we'll have more information on Patreon as it becomes readily available. Discord might get added to our list of things that we'll do on the side to chat about different subjects. And then Discord might actually give us a generalization of what we could talk about in the future, like ideas for videos, stuff like that. I'm working on a video dealing with New Texas Giant right now. It's a controversial video. Uh, I'm going off of facts and everything else. So if the parks get mad because I'm posting this, and if RMC gets mad because I'm posting this, it's, it's all the facts that came out, the investigation report that came out. If many of you guys didn't know, when New Texas Giant first opened, what, who, who was it that uh, built the trains? Where, wasn't it Gersh? Gerslar. Yeah, so Gerslar built uh, the trains for it. There was a, I'm not going to get into full details on it, but there was a lady that fell from the actual coaster when it did an invert. Actually, New Texas Giant, did, did it have an inversion on it? No. Still trying to figure out how she fell out of the coaster. But basically, she fell out of the coaster and ended up dying later on. That led RMC to develop their own type of train and restraint systems. Before then, it was they were trying to go with uh, those trains. Didn't work out. That's how we ended up with the RMP train. So it's going to be a good documentary to cover that. It's kind of going over the history of New Texas Giant. Well, we hope you guys enjoy it. New Texas Giant, the first RMC coaster. The good, the bad, and the ugly is going to be the title of it. I'm working on it. It'll be released next week. It's a very in-depth documentary. Well, short documentary. It'll probably be around 15 to 20 minutes long. So I'm uh, bringing back those series. So if you guys have any ideas on types of coaster series you want us to do, go to send us an email, send us a private message, uh, send us a message on Twitter. We don't care. And give us, give us ideas. We'll give you a shout out during the video for your idea. Any ideas you guys have, we'll give you a shout out during the videos on it. We'll give you your handle, your name. Thanks for the idea. Um, but yeah, we need some more ideas. So, New Texas Giant. So it's gonna. Be, I already told you the title of it. New Texas Giant, the first RMC, the good, bad, and the ugly. It's, it's going to be a really good, in-depth documentary. Um, not as in-depth as the bat. That one took forever to do. But by the way, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. All. I'll tell you offline. But all right, guys. Stay tuned. On Thursday, we'll have the news video segments. And next Tuesday, we'll have Goliath at Six Flags Great America versus Alawan at Silver Dollar City. It's going to be a great, informative one. It's going to be premiering at 8 p.m. next week on Tuesday. And we hope you enjoyed our uh, show this week. It went a little over time. But that's fine. Uh, if you guys have any questions, concerns, or anything, please hit us up on all of our uh, things on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, or you can email us at the same. And until next time, this is Kristen Zach signing off for Midwest Coaster fans.